0: Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and... Just plain right. Well, if you were watching on the video just then, you saw Boomer quickly flip around and turn on the soundboard that I had turned off. As I'm just <laughs> yelling into my microphone and having no results whatsoever. I was like, "Wait a second, oh, uh, wait!" That's what I get for coming in all dressed up, overdressed for radio. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm just, I'm just over, <laughs> I'm just overdressed for radio. Totally out of my element. Anyway, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Yep. I'm ready
1: for the show today. Good.
0: <laughs> oh, Well, today is a day. So yeah, 207 p.m. right now on Tuesday, February 21st. I am in the studio way overdressed for radio because I had to do some lawyer in this morning. Uh, But that being said, we got a great show laid on for you today. So at three o'clock today, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, You know, I I, want to make sure that we spend time focusing on the people that are doing things in and around us that are making a difference, having an impact. And so, you know, if you've listened to the show for a while, how we have people on here and there that will come sit in studio with us and give us the straight skinny on what they're doing that is truly impacting their community. Well, one of those is coming in at three o'clock today, Elena Centilli. Elena Centilli is the mom of a, of a, of a young Marine who's now passed away. um, And she is starting a place called Dovetail Landing that is literally designed to make a difference in the lives of disabled veterans. So we're going to talk to Elena Centilli at 3 o'clock today, live in studio, and I can't wait to see what she has to say. Uh, that being said, we got a Triple Dipper full of stuff, though, so we'll hit it now. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, The Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. So, number one, the culture wars. Now, this is different than talking about Adventures in Woke World. This is, this is the culture wars. This is... Like there's a basically there's a there's a tweet that went out by Marjorie Taylor Greene that has been making waves in the last few days where she flat out says we need a national divorce. What? Yeah. She says we need a divorce between the red states and the blue states. What? I don't know what she's talking about. We'll, We'll break it all down. But here's the thing. The culture wars, they're real. And we're going to talk about those in detail. Number one on the Triple Dipper. Number two, battle buddies. So yeah, we're going to talk to uh, Elena Santilli. We're going to find out more about Dovetail Landing and about the things that are out there, by the way, to help our veteran community in general. I mean, I got some information that if you if you need to know how to find a resource, believe me, the resources are there and we want to steer you to them. So yeah, Battle Buddies, number 2 on the Triple Dipper. And then number 3, got to do it. Got to do it different from number 1. It's number 3, Adventures in Woke World because man, I got some stuff some of which will curl your hair, some of which will make you mad. You'll want to throw something at the radio, and then you'll laugh at the next one. So, yeah, Adventures in Woke World, number three on the Triple Dipper. All right, so let me me jump over to my comments. The news broke yesterday that President Joe Biden made a surprise trip to Ukraine. All right, I got some thoughts on that, good and bad, pro and con. I'll share those in just a minute. But before I do that, though, let me set the stage by telling you about my granny's house. Okay. Yes, I know that was quite a switch, but you'll see why in just a minute. So like a lot of kids, I loved spending time as I grew up at my grandparents' house. On my mom's side, it was in Huntsville, with my grandparents on her side being retired army. My maternal grandfather was a retired general officer. They didn't live large, but they lived well. Granddaddy had a bass boat. He had his hobbies. On my dad's side, my grandfather was a retired steelworker, But he only got the joy about five years of his retirement before he passed away. He and my granny, they lived in a small two-bedroom, one-bath house in an older section of West Birmingham called Wylam. They had built that house in the 40s, and they lived there until the day they died. It didn't even have indoor plumbing at first. My dad was raised in that house, and I grew up running barefoot around the streets and backyards around Memphis Street and Wylam every chance I got. And my granny, like I said, she didn't have much, but I didn't know it. I didn't know it because it didn't show. She was on a fixed income. I found out one day when I was a teenager that she was actually getting government assistance. She called it government cheese. But she always had candy in that special drawer in the kitchen, and she always had us mark what we wanted for Christmas in the Sears Roebuck or J.C. Penney's catalogs. She made the best fried okra, Mississippi mud cake, and the porch was always swept. There was never, ever a sense of lack, and she was never put out for visits. I don't recall her ever going on a vacation or jumping on a plane to anywhere. My granny was raised in the scrabble South during the Depression era as one of seven kids. Everybody in the house growing up did what was needed to put food on the table. They took care of what they had. And they took care of each other. You see, that was the reason that I didn't know that my granny didn't have much, because of how well she took care of what she had and how much she loved those who were in her life. And I learned from that. I learned that you can be dirt poor and you can still sweep that dirt and you can take care of what you got and love on who's with you. It's about stewardship. It's about priorities. My granny knew that being responsible with what you had and caring for those you love had to be in place before you could effectively do well for others. So, having said all of that, now let me get back to the issue of President Biden going to Ukraine. He did. He made a surprise visit to the war zone. On the one hand, good for him. He'd better. I mean, we're sending literally billions of dollars of aid and weaponry to the people of Ukraine. And as such, I would expect no less from the president who keeps writing checks for more aid. And truthfully, I do want Ukraine to win. I believe that one of the worst things that could possibly happen to world, or- world order would be for an empowered Russia run by a former Soviet KGB agent to be allowed to simply occupy ground in another sovereign nation simply because they feel like it. But here's the problem with Biden's state visit to Ukraine. It's tone deaf. It's insensitive to his first mission. His constitutional mandate to protect and defend the people who allegedly elected him and even those who didn't right here on U.S. soil. Should Biden go to Ukraine? Sure, why not? But at the right time. Supposedly, a president of the United States could walk and chew gum at the same time. I get it. He can do foreign policy and domestic policy all at one time. But his visit to Kiev comes on the heels of multiple catastrophes at home that he so far appears either unwilling or incapable of addressing. Catastrophes he doesn't even want to talk about, much less show up in person to deal with. Let's walk through a few. We just had the embarrassing debacle of allowing a Chinese spy balloon to fly the length and breadth of the entire United States, an event that resulted in no less than four separate sorties of combat aircraft shooting down objects in the sky over North America. And the president took days to deliver even the most tepid of remarks about it all, and to this date, we still don't have any real information about what exactly was shot down. That's an attack against a foreign entity in our airspace by the U.S. military right here at home, but he's in Kyiv. How about last week? Last week and in the days since, we've also been watching as the story of East Palestine, Ohio, plays out in real time. As a train carrying the most toxic of chemicals derailed and a combination of bad ideas resulted in the town being inundated with noxious and potentially dangerous chemicals. Fish are dying in the creeks. Chickens are dying in the yards. Children are sick in their homes and the townspeople are beside themselves. And to this point, to this point, the president of the United States has nothing at all to say about it. He even denied federal disaster assistance at first, and he has yet to send his transportation secretary to look things over, much less pay a visit himself. But hey, he's in Kiev. Yesterday, I spent some time unpacking the fentanyl crisis that has swept our nation over the past few years. Law enforcement is overwhelmed, and over 100,000 U.S. citizens have died from fentanyl-related overdoses. It's an epidemic, but it's tangible. It's targetable. You can see it. There's no need to figure out a vaccine or run trials or get FDA approval to fix this one. No, it's a chemical derived almost entirely in China and manufactured almost entirely in Mexico, and it's put together in drug labs right there south of our border that we can locate if we want to. And it's killing more Americans than any terrorist organization ever dreamed of. But the president of the United States barely mentioned it in his State of the Union address. But hey, he's in Kiev. And while we're on that fentanyl issue, we have to also address that southern border the border that's almost not a border now. Under the Biden administration, the numbers of known illegal crossings have exceeded 5 million. That means, break it down, that means, y'all, that the population of the United States has grown 1.5% just on illegal entries. A percentage of the nation has grown because of illegal entries. Border communities are being overwhelmed. Human trafficking is at an epic level. And it's said now that every state is a border state. But the president... He won't even mention it, won't address it in any meaningful way. And it took him even two years to make a trip down to the southern border. And his administration has even sued every true border state that has tried to stem the flow of illegal entries. But hey, the president had time to go to Kiev. You see, the question is not whether or not the president should have made a trip to Kiev. The question is whether or not he's doing enough to sweep the floors and take care of things here at home before stepping out into a foreign conflict. Is he being a good steward of what he's been given the opportunity to lead? Are the people of this country, his sovereign mandate for care and concern, are they being cared for in a manner that indicates that he knows where his priorities are? The people of East Palestine, Ohio, don't think so. The people in the southern border communities, they don't think so. I'm going to tell you right now, if my granny were here, she'd likely tell him in no uncertain terms he'd be best served to learn how to sweep his own porch before going over to somebody else's house to sweep theirs. That's a wrap for The Right Side Way. Well, there you have it, and and I, and I mean that with all sincerity. I'm fine with the President of the United States going to a nation where we are supplying billions in aid. I'm fine with that. It's the manner in which he does it and the manner in which he refuses to sweep his own porch right here at home. It's the lack of stewardship over what we're seeing here in the United States where crisis after crisis remains virtually unaddressed, and yet he takes a quick trip to the far side of the world to visit another country and discuss how best to help their situation. Folks, I'm going to tell you, he would better learn how to do both. He better learn how to sweep his own porch. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back, Phil Williams, right side radio, solid conservative and just plain right. Well, hey, uh I gotta I gotta tell you we were just sitting here talking off the air. So if you if you if you've been keeping up with the news, I mean so like I'm talking about y'all, this is big news. So Boomer's little man tried out for baseball last week boomer's little man got picked up he did got drafted first round that's what i'm saying he
1: drafted over. he's gonna be a tiger
0: he's gonna be a tiger tell him tell him what he asked you tell him he said
1: dad do we he didn't ask you sad now (laughs) don't
0: try to make a sad voice
1: out of it he said dad are we gonna be called the auburn tigers i said no son no son you're not
0: it's okay (laughs) see that's just right. See, that's just good. He, he immediately went in his mind to where he needed to go: the <laughs> Auburn Tigers.
1: He went. He went straight for it. I said, "Well, maybe you're still going to have Auby as your mascot. We'll see." Okay, <laughs> digging it. Well, that's good. Is he excited though? Oh man, he's so excited. He's ready. <laughs> that's as good. You know, and it was so funny is when we when we got him out there um, for the tryout. You know, he had just sweats on, some tennis shoes. He had uh, like his little, you know, red and blue toy mitt. So we uh we totally played him down for his tryout. Totally played him down. You know he's a ringer. Oh yeah, but we wanted it to be like, whoa, look at that kid. I mean,
0: he comes from an athlete family, and you, you you've probably been like feeding him like growth hormones since he was twelve months old or we something. We
1: did. We did tell him, hey, buddy, it's about time for you to start watching Rocky because you yes. know he eats he eats raw eggs. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Rudy. And Rudy. Gotta watch Rudy. Gotta watch Rudy. All right, let's think about this. All right, real quick. On the air, we're going we're to gonna spitball it out loud. What movies would you want your sons to watch Ooh. to learn life the way you'd want them to know it? So, okay, we got, we got Rocky. Got
1: to text that in. I, I, I want to know.
0: Yeah. Rocky. Rocky. Rudy. Rudy. What else? Well, eventually
1: um, Gladiator and Patriot. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and maybe Tombstone. Yes. A little shooting going on in Tombstone, but nonetheless. all right. You know, the... Um, I, I, I just, we're gun friendly here. We're gun friendly. <laughs> Dagum. Dagum. Dag um. Oh, That's good stuff. All right. Hey, the text lines are open. By the way. By the way, if you want to text in what movie Boomer should make sure his little man watches, I'm going to make a list. Ah, we're going to make a list. That's we're, right. We're going to we're going to have the we're going to have the man movies like yes. the ones that basically. And, and by the way, don't 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 send us something that you wouldn't want your son to watch. Thank right. you very much. I'm right. just saying, send us that one that actually teaches the life lessons that you want them to have. Um, and they can That's be right. like, I, you know what? There's some lighthearted ones we mentioned yesterday. Sandlot. Oh, he's
1: already watched Sandlot. He See? loves it.
0: Sandlot's huge. He loves it. At first, he was a little nervous
1: yeah. about Hercules. Yeah. But then he was like, okay, Hercules is okay. All right. Yeah, the
0: dog. So yeah, the dog. He, he's all about dog. it now. All right. Uh, text him in. That's cool. <laughs> oh, Sandy from Harvard's already texted in Braveheart. Oh, yes. Uh, there you go. There you go. Um, 833-687-4448. That's the text line. You can also call that line, 833 833- Six, eight, right. That's the number. Um, and I had a bunch of texts, too, that started dropping in right after that monologue I just did. So let me go back and try to scan <laughs> some of those and see what we got here. Um, Jeff from uh, Green Hill, Alabama. Uh, he says, uh, Trump warned about China and Russia teaming up and Trump was called crazy. Yep, yep, yeah. What do you think now? That's exactly right. Um, man, Kimball from Harvest. Uh, if my text line will actually cooperate. Here we go. He says, we should not be surprised at the president's ineptitude, tone, deafness, and ideology. Everyone knew who Joe Biden was well before and during his presidential campaign. This is who he is. Gimble from Harvest. Uh, Mike from Eva. We cannot expect Biden to clean up anything. I can't think of one thing this administration has improved. Uh, you and I agree, Mike. Um, John from Huntsville. Uh <laughs> He he wants me to go eat at a restaurant (laughs) called Grandmother's House. That's got to be good food if it's called Grandmother's House. Um, Thanks, John. Let's check that out. Uh, Gary from Decatur. I think he's talking about a movie, Shane. Was it called Shane or was it called, um, oh, I thought it was called something else. Not 12 O'Clock High. It wasn't 12 O'Clock High, was it? No, 12 O'Clock High was a war movie. Uh, High Noon. High Noon. Was it High Noon? Maybe it was called Shane. Uh, good on you. Uh, we got a new texture on the line, Jim from Huntsville. Jim, we appreciate you. We'll put your name into the system here. And he says a good movie for a young man is Secondhand Lions. I love that movie. Oh,
1: that's a great Have you seen movie. that one? That's a
0: great movie. Secondhand Lions is awesome. Yes. All right. That's a perfect one. All right, Jim from Huntsville, uh, you win so far, but uh, they're all good. But yeah, Secondhand Lions is mm-hmm. just, I mean, I love, by the way, I love Robert Duvall no matter what. I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie I didn't like Robert Duvall in Lonesome Dove. Open range. open range. Have you seen open range?
1: Open range. See my That's testosterone
0: is just expanding right now as we speak. My my <laughs> testosterone levels are increasing simply by naming these movies. Secondhand Lions is awesome. Yes. Uh, Jeff from Indiana texted in and says, I think too many kids have been watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show instead of Rocky itself. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. That's awful. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs says, Quigley Down Under. That was a good one. Ooh, I like that Quigley. Yes. Quigley?
1: Man, that made me want to be a sharpshooter.
0: I've always liked Tom Selleck no matter what. Yes. But, I mean, yeah, Tom Selleck, Quigley Down Under, good mm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and JT from Lacey Springs says, your granny's a true example of not having the best things but making the best things of what she had. That's Thank you. Thank you, JT. I appreciate that. He says, you may now skip Woke World. <laughs> <laughs> the comments of Basement Joe have been PO'd me enough already, he says. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville on the movie, Red Dawn. Wolverines! Mm. Yeah. Excellent. The original Red Dawn, not the remake. Original. The original. The yes. original Red Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Rita from Scottsboro, field of dreams. Oh, that was a good one. Ooh. And see, he's a baseball guy too. Baseball. Yeah, is this is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good movie. Michael from Athens, we were soldiers, early as they're ready and often. So yeah, soon as Pax is ready for that kind of fighting movie, I mean, first of all, it's a true story. Well, we're gonna come over. Well,
1: okay, we'll come over and watch it. Let's do it with Uncle Phil. Let's do it. I like it. I'll. I'll. I'll
0: yeah. <laughs> It's a great movie, and uh-huh. it's got it's got Sam Elliott too. Which, by the way, your testosterone goes up anytime Sam Elliott's in a movie too. Yeah. He says, "Sir, Sergeant major, you're going to need your long gun, sir. If I need a long gun. There'll be plenty of them laying on the ground." Awesome. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all, stay tuned. We will be right back.